You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. I am Jim, your silly and pointlessly talking host, and with me, as always, is my partner. It's Rocco. It's Rocco. But that's okay. Uh, Rocco. You, you sound overly happy this morning, Jim. Well, I'm happy this morning because we have guests. I don't have to just talk to you this time. I'm just oh, I'm bored oh, of having to talk to you. I talk to you all day, every day, man. That's just mean. Hey, we need some interesting folks in here. You're tired of hearing us just babble. Are back you and forth. saying I'm not interesting? Uh, no answer, no comment. <laughs> I'm not going there, man. All right, I I have to live and work with him every day, guys. I'm sorry. Sorry, right, but we do have special guests on the show with us today. We have uh, Tim Yaris. Uh, from who is the civil 3D product manager from Autodesk he is back on the podcast with us once again, and he's brought uh, Ramesh Sridhan, whose name I I promise I just put your, Ramesh. How do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Ramesh Sridhan. You're close. I was close. I gave it a shot, but I knew I was going to butcher it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Ramesh is is the product manager for the Autodesk InfraWorks team, uh, and both Tim and Ramesh are here today because they want to talk to us about the the new geotechnical modeler for Civil 3D 2022. So guys, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you taking the time to be on today's show. Um, you know, I think that's especially true since Tim's been here before and he knows exactly what he was walking into and the knuckleheads that we are. Uh, so thanks again for being here, guys. Glutton for punishment, what can I say? What can you say? He, he, he took the abuse the first time and wanted more. <laughs> all <laughs> right. So, all right, look, before we get into the talking about the geotechnical modeler, uh, let, let's find out about the two of you guys, right? And what your background is and what you guys do over at Autodesk. So, so, so Tim, why don't you explain to the folks what exactly a civil 3D product manager is, right? What do you handle for Autodesk and, and how did you get there? Okay. Um, so I guess my primary job is to work really closely with our customers to understand what their real requirements are and how we can improve civil 3D to help them meet their goals. So, I particularly have an eye on the big picture of the civil 3D roadmap, just as Ramesh does on the InfraWorks side. And and then like along with looking after the each of those big products, each of us has, you could say, a number of kind of equally important side quests, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I look after Project Explorer, grading optimization, and some other strategic initiatives that we have going on here as well. Um, and I guess a big part of Ramesh and my job is balancing the needs of key industries, um, like, for example, geotechnical, land development, roads and highways, that kind of stuff. Um, and with also kind of keeping an eye on the big products, big, big picture of where we want our products to go strategically. And then so as far as how I got into this role, I've been with Civil 3D on the Civil 3D product team for just under 16 years in a bunch of different roles. Um, started out writing help and tutorials and designing portions of the UI and but I'm really happy with the product manager gig because it gives me the opportunity to really work closely with a lot of different customers and really dig deep into the problems that they're trying to solve so it's, it's an exciting role nice but no no responsibility at all then right just just sitting and relaxing <laughs> no things things <laughs> all surf the internet it's it's all it's all YouTube all day it's awesome that's awesome <laughs> all kinds of cats with you know 
and, and dog faces, all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> Ramesh, uh, let me ask you then, how did, how did your career path lead you to the InfraWorks product manager position? And what other products and modules in, in the Autodesk stable do you kind of oversee and work with? Absolutely. Um, so most of my career was in the infrastructure engineering uh, from different aspects of it, um, but mostly of the reality capture usage. So I was part of a company. We're creating a lot of uh, uh, recap data, automatic extraction, things like that. That's how I got. Uh, I became part of the Autodesk team about eight years back. Best decision of my life. Um, since then, I played different roles in Autodesk, um, similar to Tim. Um, like he nicely mentioned, we wear different hats uh, to make sure we cover different aspects of the info infrastructure products so that the customer gets the full benefit. You know, there is nothing called a silo one product vision, right? It's everything relates to everything else one more than one ways, actually. Um, so that's when we end up doing multiple things and uh, things like that. Currently, I am serving as a, a three major ones. One is the product manager for the InfraWorks product. For those who not heard, InfraWorks the best, uh, one of the best 3D visualization, conceptual preliminary design product in the market. It is um, no doubt about that. It really is. And you know, like, you know, it, it's uh, we were saying before we we jumped here on the on the uh, the podcast. I just I am always impressed with what you can do in InfraWorks. It's an amazing system. Thanks to you. Thanks. Yeah, that, that feeds into, now. nowadays we're adding more capabilities to it. So that can feed into the detailed design, that can feed into other aspects much easily, making it more easier for a user to use. Um, and I'm also serving as a product manager for reality solutions. Uh, I took over that role recently. Um, now that the collection of reality data is more prevalent, I can, I, every time I talk about the infrastructure project to any customer, the point cloud or something comes into the discussion one time or the other. I mean, come on, let's face it, drones are becoming more popular. Oh, it's just yeah. a matter of time. It's an household item like a TV or a phone, actually. Everybody yeah. carries. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has this... the model at their house. Yeah. There you go. Get the model has just hope they're not using it to spy on the neighbor's backyard. That's a whole <laughs> other problem. <laughs> so. And even you get, I was, I was talking to one of the customers. They, he, it's actually a DOT customer. They were doing some, um, some work and he found a issue with some of the handicap ramp. He literally took the phone and he took snapped multiple pictures of the handicap ramp and uploaded it to our, our recap uh, photo and he created three model of that and showed to the to his boss or someone what's actually the problem in a 3D way. Um, so it's becoming much easier to use um, the reality collection itself. When the product obviously has to keep up with it, that's what our recap team does a phenomenal job on that. So I'm glad to be part of that team as well um, uh, since this year. And uh, then third, the major the topic of today is a geotechnical modeler. Um, that is something that um, came up uh, last year or so. We have we might end up having a gap or something we need to work on or customers need it. And that's when we started uh, focusing on that. I'm sure we'll discuss more on that today. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for that. All right. So so look, folks, let's face it, right? Uh, we're going to get into the geotechnical stuff here. And, and as for as long as there have been you know, site and civil software systems out there on the market, uh, you know, the, the geotech folks have just been the forgotten stepchild of, of our industry. You know, they've, they've, they've had to make do with tools like Civil 3D, which while it's a great and powerful tool, they, they aren't really designed for the subsurface worlds in, in which the geo folks tend to live. Um, you know, look, you know, most civil systems out there are focused on, you know, top surface modeling, right? Roads and related site design tools and parcels and so on. You know, and, and whenever we needed to work with below grade strata, it, we, we could fudge a bit with different surfaces and copying survey points and shifting datums to get close. 
but they were time consuming and, and very often clunky workarounds. Um, yeah, there really haven't been any high-end systems that address geotechnical needs in, in a productive and intuitive way, right? especially ones that would integrate directly with, with you know, the standard civil system like civil 3D that we all use every single day. Well, and that, that well, at least that's true until now, right? And that's why you know Tim and Tim and Ramesh are going to tell us about the geotechnical modeler for Civil Three D twenty twenty two today. So, so Tim, can you kind of give our listeners an overview of the modeler? You know what it does and who it's meant for. Sure, I'll take a stab at it. Ramesh is definitely the the key guy in this this whole topic. But yeah, so um, so it's no secret that pretty much just about any project requires some sort of geotechnical analysis with it, right? And so this new geotechnical modeler helps engineers and designers to really easily visualize and analyze that data directly in the context of their civil 3D model. So it's compatible with, currently it's compatible with AGS and CSV, which, I mean, they're commonly used formats throughout the industry. And so with this module, when you import the geotechnical data, the module lets you create surfaces from the strata automatically, which is just awesome. Mm -hmm. And it also has the ability to analyze that imported data in either 2D format as stick logs or in 3D as the in-context boreholes. And then the key thing to remember here is that the module is really tightly integrated with Civil 3D, so you'll be working with really familiar tools that you work with every day, and same thing with like the Civil 3D objects and the styles, so it's just, it's all in a, a very familiar um, format that you'll be working with the same stuff that you work with every day in Civil 3D. Nice. All right, so Ramesh, since you're the man here, so just tell us what what makes the geotechnical modeler such an important tool, and and you know what what brought Autodesk to decide to to pursue it and develop it the way that you guys have. Absolutely, uh, you you rightly mentioned uh, Jim. You know the geotechnical modeler is one of geotechnical data. The, the division is uh, is one of those things that's a little bit obscure for the regular people. It's kind of the it's funny to say that it's a normal human tendency. If you don't see something, we feel it's not important. In this, <laughs> it's literally true. It's buried under the earth. Um, so it's kind of hard for people to understand. Of course, if you're a geotechnical engineer, you obviously know it's a whole world, but others doesn't get it. Um, and it's also funny to think it's a different aspect. You see, as much as we love visiting Leaning Tower of Pisa, we don't want to live in one. We don't want that to happen to our home or infrastructure project. It's nice mm -hmm. to see, but we definitely don't want that to happen. And that's an exact example why geotechnical is so important. So checking the foundation before building something. It doesn't matter what that something is. It could be a building or the road or the bridge or railroads, anything you want to build. It's better to see what's underneath. Will it hold it or not? All those things comes into picture. It's vital for its success. And we understand that. Of course, we are from civil engineering aspect, uh, from Autodesk, we understand that. And so we want to make sure um, um, this aspect is important, critical for successful completion of the any infrastructure project. So when we noticed we might have a gap in this area um, earlier last year, uh, we wanted to act swiftly and uh, get a tool that uh, not only filling the gap, but also making it better for our customers to pursue on the civil engineering part. That's the reason we added it. Okay, good answer. I, lo I love your statement that I used to work with a civil engineer in Metro, always used to say, you know, when an architect does his job well, everybody goes, ooh, ah, look how beautiful. He says, when a civil engineer does his job well, no one ever sees it. <laughs> so it's, it's a good point, right? We don't see what's under our feet. So... All right, so you know, geotechnical work 
it, it has its own set of standards and display options that are actually pretty consistent throughout the U.S. You know, we're, we're all used to, you know, looking and working with, you know, boreholes and stacks and strip diagrams and, and strata maps and so on. You know, and, and, and the industry kind of has its own conventions for displaying subsurface information in understandable ways. But, you know, for decades, uh, a lot of that has had to be drawn manually. I actually spent a lot of time earlier in my career using, you know, just plain old vanilla AutoCAD, you know, drafting strip diagrams and manually sketching out profiles to show the strata and so on. Um, and, and the geotechnical modeler automates all of that, which is a huge, huge benefit to anybody working in the geo world. So it's, it's an amazing product. I really like this. So Rocco, how many, how many of our clients are involved in the, the geo environmental mining type of work, right? That subsurface stuff that you, that, that you think can see a real benefit from this system? Oh, yeah, we're definitely talking to people, I mean, all over the country who are, I, I'd say out of those areas, probably mining is is the least and that's that's kind of a, a little bit of a political uh issue and, and i think an area that kind yeah, of no expa- expands and contracts but the other two areas are de- definitely in touch with folks who uh who are involved for sure okay so we got a lot of folks who'll be interested in this this is awesome so yeah you know, R- ramesh in, in terms of the tools in the geotechnical model right what what can it do to simplify people's work and does it work in the 2d world, the 3D world, or both? Absolutely. Actually, you answer it. One of the key things is the simplify part here. Um, compared to other tools to market, the geotechnical modelers intend to do exactly what is needed for a subsurface modeling. If, if I'm an engineer, I want I have some data. If, it's, if you're a geotechnical engineer, it's straightforward, right? You know exactly what data you're getting in. You have all the information there. You know the field in and out, so you know what you're doing. But not exactly all the time, a geotechnical engineer will be creating the drawing. Maybe it's coming from already a transportation engineer or someone. So it's, they, it's how to make it easy so that they understand what needs to be done. And the software just does it without, with asking enough number of questions, not too many, not too less. You know, as, as the saying goes, keep things simple, but not mm-hmm. too simple. So that's finding that, <laughs> trying to find that fine line is a hard part. So that's exactly what geotechnical model is trying to do. Uh, in one way, we really want to help the geotechnical engineers to get their data and do things automatically. Like you mentioned, you don't, we don't want people to go through manual drafting, strict diagram, and things like that. But at the same time, we want to democratize the geotechnical data so that all civil engineers can just get the data and use it in their infrastructure projects, and it starts with the right step. Uh, so that's the key is one of the things we were trying to achieve in the geotechnical modeler. And on this tone, uh, we made the workflow much simple and the stylization and visualization of the entities you import, like it could be a borehole data or the subsurfaces you create, those stylizations are automated. Um, So you don't have to step in too much. You can always customize it. I'll come to that in a second. And you can also create a a 2D plan view and a 3D visualization uh, options as well. So those are the things that makes it much easy for um, user to work with. While we are designing this, we did not forget about the advanced users. So everything you bring in, they are civil 3D profiles. They are civil 3D cocoa points and surfaces. So any advanced user or the intermediate users can also go and change the styles the way they want to see, the way their organization want to see, or their customer want to see, whatever. Uh, You can actually customize it and make it happen. So that simplification, and it works on both 2D and 3D aspect and get the workflow done in a very sequential manner 
is some of the things uh, uh, we believe the geotechnical model is unique in the industry. Nice. All right. So, so Tim, for, for the folks out there, why don't you let us know who, who has access right now or, or shortly to the geotechnical model, right? And is it, is it part of their subscription plan or is it a standalone purchase? And what do they need to do to, to get it and get it working? So the good news is that it's included with your Civil 3D subscription, um, both as part of the AEC collection and also for standalone Civil 3D, which we thought was pretty important. Um, as we ta- we all talked about earlier, pretty much just about every project requires some sort of geotechnical work, right? So we saw this as a very critical tool for Civil 3D. So we wanted to make sure that it was available to as many Civil 3D customers as possible. So not an additional purchase, that kind of thing. It's it's uh, it's available on uh, manage.autodesk.com within your account, or as part of the desktop app. So keep your eyes open for it. It's it's available now. We just released it, I think, earlier this month. So it's it's good to go. Um, I suppose about the only caveat that I can say is that it's compatible for Civil 3D 2022 at this point. Um, we're going to make it available for future versions of Civil 3D, but prior versions of Civil 3D will continue to have to use the legacy geotechnical module that we used to have. So just keep that in mind. Okay, good answer, good answer. All right, all right, folks, so let's take a quick break here to hear from today's sponsor, uh, who I'm going to ask with Tim and tell him again, it is still not Autodesk, Tim. You gotta, I'm working on it. You, you got to hook me up, brother. You got to <laughs> hook me up. All right, folks. And when we get back, I want to get into some detail on how the geo modeler actually works. All right. So stand by, folks. We'll be back in just a minute with more of the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody. Today's episode of the Cattle Call Podcast is brought to you by Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. We're bringing ourselves to you. Aren't we nice? So we wanted to talk to you guys today about uh, some of the things that we offer at Zentech Consultants. In particular, we wanted to talk to you today about our offerings around developing and upgrading your CAD standards. We are here to help you guys with all of your CAD standard needs from ongoing drafting and design support to block and library development, full CAD standards development, right? CAD version upgrades, really whatever it is that you guys need when it comes to developing, implementing, and tweaking your current CAD standards. Or like I said, if you don't have any yet, we can help you build them from scratch. So Rocco, why don't you tell all the good folks how they can reach out to us and start that conversation? Yeah, there's a lot of information people on our website, zentechconsultants.net. That's Z-E-N-T-E-K, consultants.net. Or you can give us a call, 866-824-4459, or even drop us an email, sales at zentechconsultants.net. Nice. CAD Standards from Zentech Consultants. You're listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Cattle Call Podcast, where we're talking with Tim Yaris and Ramesh Sridharan, who, again, I know I still butchered his name, uh, from Autodesk today, about the geotechnical modeler plugin for Civil 3D. Uh, now, look, yeah, I haven't actually worked hands-on with the modeler yet myself, but I have seen a number of videos on it. And I have to say that it looks like a remarkably simple interface that generates some really great visual outputs of your, uh, your soil and boring samples in just a few seconds. Um, and I think, you know, as, as we kind of talked about in the first half of the show, you know, I love that it can output to both 2D and 3D standards, right? So you get just an absolute ton of options for how to best communicate your subsurface findings. So, uh, you know, R- Ramesh, what do you think is the most important tool 
in the model, right? Which feature really gets kind of like the most that that wow factor when you show it to, to your clients? Gotcha. That's a tough one to answer, actually, because the, the it, it depends on the persona who I talk to, right? Some of the customers, when I first showed it, um, the, the the simplification of the workflow, like we talked about before, was the wow thing, <laughs> because otherwise they have to jump through multiple hoops just to import the data. When they saw that, literally like one or two clicks, I can get the data in and filter it and start using it as a focal points was definitely a wow factor for them. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just the import step, right? And then the simple surface generation um, got some good praise too. Then we have a, a complete, we call it a subsurface profile. So if you have alignment, obviously you have, it's, it's a whole geotechnical field, right? I have multiple subsurface stratum and I have the boreholes and I have the alignments. I obviously want to see what, what's beneath those alignments. That's the whole point of creating those surface. We made that much simpler as well, or as simple as we can make because it involves a lot of critical things. But even so there, we made it some of the default settings will work for about 80 to 90% of the time and remaining 10% customer can customize the way, they, the way they want. That really got a wow factor for some of the advanced users and saying, hey, I, this is what I want to see, I'm seeing it, which is, which sounds like a very simple common sense thing, but getting it from an advanced user is actually a great thing uh, to hear. Uh, and, and the other one, uh, we had a, a couple of webinars on this one. The one thing that shined out is we can now export a 3D boreholes and 3D subsurfaces out of Civil 3D and you can take it to anywhere. And the workflow um, one of the customers suggested is now I can take it into, again, in this case, InfraWorks and I can actually show my stakeholders these are the stuff below the ground in that site area, for example, and these are the things we should be look after even before the project starts. And that kind of having a 3D visualization, like a mesh and, you know, ability to rotate around kind of resonates well with the non-technical stakeholders to understand what it is, which was a big deal before. Otherwise, they have to literally show in a civil 3D view or a CAD view or something. Anytime you show someone a CAD view, it looks like a, too much detail. It's a too mm -hmm. much a technical aspect. You ought to be a smart person to see it. You know, it kind of have, people have that mentality in the back of the head. But when you look at the graphics, 3D graphics, people can understand it, they can relate to it. And so ability to have this data that can flow beyond the civil 3D usage uh, is one of the other things that got the wow factor. Nice. And I agree with you 100%. I think those of us, you know, you know, guys like you and me and Tim, we, you know, we live in the civil world every day and we're so used to those graphics. We think everybody can just look at it and understand it. And, and that's not the case. So, you know, being able to convert this and show it, like you said, easily in something like InfraWorks where it's just, you know, native, natural, you know, uh, images and, and, and videos that people can understand. I think that's a huge, huge plus. Um, so, all right. So, Tim, let's, let's wake you up over there. Um, you know, so, so who are your competitors, you know, if there really are any, uh, in, in the geotechnical market, right? And, and where do you think that uh, the Autodesk geotech modeler really differentiates itself? Uh, so, I'd say... Probably the B team is our primary competitor in this space, right? Um, so over the last few years, they've made some pretty significant investments in the geotechnical space. So we've definitely had our eye on that. Mm -hmm. um, so where the Autodesk geotechnical modeler really shines is, is, as I think Ramesh has mentioned, I mean, it's ability to, com to consume common data formats that use the geotechnical data in a really meaningful way in the civil 3D model. Um, so the module produces data that's 
again, it's it's not just dumb objects within your drawing. The data is live and it continues to interact with the other data in your model dynamically as things change. So it, again, it's just the overall just continuous interaction with your civil 3D model that really shines. Yeah, and I absolutely agree with that, right? Because that, that's probably the area, you know, in what I've seen in the videos, right, for, for this package that really, really impressed me, right, is that, you know, the, the geodata, like Tim was saying, when, you know, once it's imported, it's dynamic, right? So, you know, it works and reacts almost exactly the same way traditional civil 3D points and surfaces and so on do, right? So, you know, when your depth and your elevations or your locations are modified or updated, right? The profiles and the stratus surfaces are automatically updating themselves, right? It's the things that we've kind of learned to take for granted in civil 3D, that's brand new for, for a lot of the geotechnical guys to have that. And I think that's a massive, massive time saver over having to go man, you know, back and manually adjust profiles and so on every single time you get more data from the field or something changes. Uh, you know, that, that, that simple fact alone, I think, justifies, you know, any investment in time needed to kind of get your folks up to speed on the geotech modeler. Um, so, you know, Ramesh, we, we, you've mentioned it a couple of times, right, uh, in terms of the customization. Uh, but what is the level, I guess, of, of customization uh, available for geodata with this modeler, right? Is there any... Is there any capacity, right, to add things like, you know, uh, allowable contaminant data for environmental work? Or is there any capacity to add, you know, custom properties, kind of like we, we can do for parcels and other civil 3D objects? Cool. That's, that's a loaded question. Uh, first part of the customization part. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So user can customize many things, um, even starting from the database storage. This was one of the things uh, we received as a feedback from the customers on when I import the data. See, people, you always think as importing what could go wrong, right? I'm just importing the data. But in the geotechnical modeler, it's slightly different. So when I import it, I'm not the only guy who will be using this. There are my colleagues, there are multiple people are working on it. They will be using it too. So it should be shareable, but shareable enough, not just the XYZ points, all the attributes that come with it, what stratum and what not, all those things. So it needs to be a shareable database. But I don't want to go sit with my IT to set up the database and permission to make it use it. So that's exactly what, I, what we talked before. It should be simple, but not too simple or not too hard. We have to find that uh, fine line. That's exactly what we aspire to do in geotechnical model. So it works as a SQL storage database. And currently it just uh, installs as uh, along with uh, the user folder, but user can customize it. Uh, one of the uh, many of our customers actually, what they're doing is they change that folder location to a network location, for example. So it's a very simple change, but it has a great impact. Where now any data I store, it will be stored in a database that is in a common network storage throughout my organization. Anyone using Civil 3D now they can import it, connect to the database, and get the data what I already imported and take it into their drawing and do stuff with it. Simple change makes a big um, big impact on the workflow part and that's just a tip of the iceberg we added something called a customizable hatch pattern when you see the profile the uh, all the youtube videos you know the webinars we show on uh, the geotechnical modeler you see the profiles with the patterns that can be customizable we understand what we've come up with as a default one is not most likely and not, never something exactly what customer want they want to change it based on their customer organization so now you can customize those hatch patterns as well and you can also update the some of the style template drawings to make sure it fits into your template and so on so fundamental parts that are needed we made it default at the same time we opened it up so the user can customize the way they want um so 
all those the in, in details are there in our documentation as well. I know I went through a little bit fast, but user can get those information. Okay. On the the additional one, adding the custom data um, properties and things, that is something we are working on. So now user can user can actually bring in the custom data. Since we are importing the AGS format, technically it brings in all the data what's in the format in there. We are trying to expand it more on a simple CSV customizable as well. That is something work is going on in the mill. Okay, excellent, good. So we'll look for that in the future releases. So all yeah. right, so so Tim, talking about future releases, right? What is what's kind of the 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 future? Since you're the roadmap guy, right? What is the future for the geotechnical model? I mean, other than what we just talked about, what are the new cool features that you're kind of planning for future updates to this? You know, or, or at least the ones that you can tell our listeners about. Yeah, sure. So we definitely have an eye on improving the geotechnical model over time. Um, we do that with we try to do our best to do that with all of our products, and this is definitely no exception. Um, so actually, I'm going to kind of divert a little bit, and I'm going to kind of go a little bit more broad with uh, my answer to this question because okay. I'm going to put in a plug for something else that we have kind of under uh, that we've been working on for quite some time. So. If you want to get an idea of what's under consideration for the geotechnical, geotechnical modeler or any of Autodesk's civil infrastructure products, um, we actually have a public roadmap that we have available online. So if you do a quick Google search for Autodesk civil infrastructure product roadmap, you'll find a really cool interactive view of what's on our radar across the board for civil infra. Um, cool thing about the roadmap that you'll see is you can actually pick different ideas to dig in to see more detail about them. So exactly if, if like a title of one of the cards that you'll see up there isn't super clear to you, you'll be able to pick it and kind of get a little bit more information about it. And then the really cool thing is if you create a free Trello account, which is the tool that's Trello is the tool that we use to host this public roadmap. Um, if you create a free Trello account, you can actually vote on the items that are most important to you. So if you nice. um, see a thing up there that says, hey, I want to be able to create a label that has Rocco's picture on it. Um, oh, if nobody wants that. Nobody yeah, wants well, that. But if, you do, <laughs> but if you do, you can pick that and then you can vote for it. And if Rocco's picture label gets a gazillion votes, then we'll that'll kind of bump its priority up in our product roadmap. So definitely want to get people's feedback on just what it is that we have under consideration. And we want to be a bit more transparent with customers about kind of what it is that we have under consideration. So what's up on the roadmap isn't necessarily, it's 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 a work in progress. It's not a guarantee of anything that, you'll, that you're going to see all these things in civil 3D or InfraWorks, but it's it's definitely a really good view of what we have on the radar and um, it lets you kind of give a bit more feedback as far as like what's important to you. So just wanted to give that plug. Yeah, a good plug. A good plug. Just please people do not vote for Rocco's ugly mug. We don't want him on the next version. No good. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're going to be surprised. I'm telling you, you're going <laughs> to fall off your chair. Listen, I've seen you before. There's no surprises, brother. <laughs> All right. So, well, since we woke you up there anyway, Rocco, let's ask you a question. So look, you know Tim, Tim and the guys, you know over at Autodesk, they've they've actually uh, they've added really just a couple of really great plugins for 2022, right? The Geotech model we're talking about today, but we've also talked before about the the grading optimization plugin and the Project Explorer. Um, all all are really impressive. And and what what's the response been like for clients in the civil space with these new add-ins? I mean, are, are they jumping on the bandwagon 
you know, or are they kind of dragging their heels on, on learning them and getting them implemented? You know, I, I, it depends on the size of the firm, to be honest with you. I mean, and, and I guess it, it makes it makes logical sense, right? I mean, you, you guys have heard we've we've had Todd Rogers with uh, with Walter P. Moore on uh, the podcast a number of times, and, and and he often talks about you know how how they're current and and they're they're adopting all these new features. You know, as you move to your to your middle sized firm, um, I often hear a lot of times that that folks are that they're implementing the, the new features every two years, you know, that that's when they're, they, they're kind of on a roadmap to get current that way. And then when you get to your smaller firms, well, you're lucky if they're on, you know, civil 3d 2020 at this point, you know, cause a lot are so far behind um, for a lot of different reasons, right? I mean, they're, they're, they have less resources, less money. Um, they just can't dedicate the time to being a hundred percent current. But I kind of think that with with a lot of these modules that are coming out now, Project Explorer, Grading Optimization, um, the Geotechnical Modeler, I think it's going to kind of like propel people, depending upon what you're doing, right? It's going to kind of make make people step up the urgency to to uh, to adopt the new newer technology. So it, it's kind of all over the map. Yeah, and 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 I will say this. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. I think that. Uh, those smaller companies, I think, are making a mistake because when you get these these tools, you know, the, 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 the big reason why they don't do the updates is that they're busy. They've got so much work. There's there, there's only so much time in a day. But these tools that Tim and his, his group and, and, and Ramesh are putting out here are they're massive time savers. I, I think the people who don't do it right, you said, are the small companies are the people who need it most, <laughs> to be honest with you. Right. You know, big companies, they got 30 engineers. They can divvy out the work. You got one or two engineers. These tools go such a long way into into moving you to that next tier in in your in your company's growth. So and they're already paying for it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's part of the annual subscriptions that they're paying for. Right. So put no, it to use. And I mean, that's not even just. Um, we've even seen that with like some of the larger companies, for that matter. I mean, and not necessarily for the reason that they they don't want to adopt things, but I mean, a lot of times it's they have like project requirements where um, the primary consultant is or the primary uh, team that's working on the project like they require like you must use civil 3d 2018 and it's just like mm -hmm. uh, yeah there's so much better so much better like functionality and like the performance and the new tools in the more modern versions of civil 3d it's it it breaks my heart to see people that they're still using 16 and 18 and yeah. <laughs> there's there's better things out there folks yeah and it's funny but you're absolutely right and we, I, we, I was doing a, a consulting engagement yesterday kind of a needs assessment with a client who has right 2018 2020 2021 and 2022 installed <laughs> on multiple stations right and i'm like why why don't you just move to one setup? He's like, well, we would love to, but we've got to work with clients and the clients insist yep. that our deliverables have to be it's like, ah, yeah, that's very frustrating. So, yep. I hear and, you. And, and also it's not just on the version also, right? When, when, especially when the customers have the whole collections, they did not know what other products they have. I, I literally saw for talking to one of the customers and uh, he was asking a suggestion from me when I giving a, I think it was a geotechnical modeler, um, discussion he said that well i are thinking of buying a visualization software what would you suggest i'm like you already have it it's part <laughs> of your collection so yeah it's they have infraworks and they have other products in the autos too like oh i did not know that i have to check it out yeah. so it's just not just a version a lot of other products also there i think it's a 
little bit of education, a little bit of showing them what else they can do. It kind of uh, roll from both sides. Yeah, no, it absolutely goes a long way. You see that I see that a lot. You, the IT guys are responsible for purchasing, so they buy the AEC collection because it's a it's a great deal. And then they install Civil 3D on the user stations and they move on. And no one knows that they've got all those other systems available. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, one good one thing that I will kind of mention, I mean, just a quick reminder of the fact that I mean, again, we we've recognized that people have to use multiple versions over different projects and stuff like that. And but just one thing that we've done to try to keep people at least a little bit less of a headache when they have to move projects back and forth and everything is the whole idea that, I mean, the DWG format has been consistent since 2018 for Civil 3D. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we've we been doing everything that we can to keep that drawing format consistent just so that you have that compatibility between versions. Because, I mean, I, we know it's painful to move projects forward or backward. And, I mean, just anything we can do to smooth that out a little bit and the DWG format's a big part of that for sure. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so so look, folks, uh, listeners to the podcast here, they know that I can give Autodesk a hard time on some of their systems and processes. Um, you know, particularly since you know Zentech isn't an Autodesk partner. <clears throat> Though Tim, I'm I'm, I'm going to remind both you and, and Ramesh that we would like to be, and no. you're not hooking us up. <laughs> Talk to Working you last time. Again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, you generally I don't I don't really worry too much about mouthing off when I run up against things that I find frustrating from the Autodesk stable, right? Uh, but you know, to be fair, uh, you know Autodesk and and the, the hardworking folks over there, though, when you're the big kid on the block for a dozen different industries. I know it's not always easy to be responsive to every user problem, right? That we all wish we we, we could get resolved. And I get that. I do. Um, I will say, though, that when you get tools like the geotechnical modder, uh, modeler, excuse me, they're, they're really a big feather in Autodesk cap. I mean, I love it when, you know, you can get a product that has a simple interface that generates excellent output with really easy to learn and understand features. Like, like Rumes was saying, it's really meant to handle everything from, you know, uh, you know, dress people and, and, and lower level designers all the way up through advanced geotech engineers. Um, and it's just easy to use, right? And I've been using Civil 3D, right, since before it was public re- publicly released. Um, and I still train people on it and I work with it every single day. Um, and I really think that the new modules that, that you guys are integrating into the 2022 release have really been, honestly, some of the, the best work we've seen coming, you know, for, for the Civil 3D system in a long time. I think you guys are doing a great job with that. So kudos to you. Um, so yeah, Tim, what what would you like our listeners to know uh, about the geotechnical modeler that I wasn't smart enough to ask you about? <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'm smart enough to dig, to, to dig into that. <laughs> but I mean, again, you asked a lot of great questions. And I mean, Ramesh, more importantly, dug really deep into um, kind of expanding on where, what the tool does and where it really shines. And so, I mean, all I can do really is just reiterate that the geotechnical modeler is yet another powerful tool for us that we're planning on making even more powerful as time goes on. So that's all I got. All right. Excellent. All right. So, Ramesh, I'm going to kind of ask you the same question, but I guess with more technical focus in terms of the tools and operational side, what what else do you think people need to understand about the geotechnical modeler? Absolutely. Um I mean, there, there are more nitty-gritty details, right? It's easy to show on a demo than a podcast. So I think we covered the major aspects of it. I would really recommend um, um, the audience to go look at the YouTube video or the webinar to get more details on it. But from the things we haven't covered on one part is, 
this is not like a last version of geotechnical model. This is the first release. We want to make sure we set up the workflow uh, easily and the workflows and the tools that works with it kind of chimes with users' expectations. Then we can add, add more bells and whistles to it. We can actually add more capabilities to it. And we strongly believe in agile development, not just for internal development process, even working with the customers. We want to make sure we set up the framework and once it clicks, then we can add more to it instead of adding everything and then we have to strip off and change it. That's a lot of work. And geotechnical is a good example for that. So we're not saying this release has all the answers for your question, but it's just the first step. It's just a first release. And we have more capabilities we are planning on, like better surface generation and uh, um, better customized data, like you mentioned, Jim, on bringing the borehole data and things like that. Um, but your fundamental requests, requirements for getting your borehole uh, bore data or the surface, uh, surface generation, this tool will help you and move forward. So if you have any questions or any feedback on improvement of this tool, please do not hesitate to reach out to us, Tim and I, or uh, always with open ears to hear what you guys have to say for. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. All right. All right, folks. So I'm going to let you all get back to work so you can all go out and download the geotechnical modeler as soon as possible. Um, yeah, but before we do go, I, I actually want to thank Tim and Ramesh for being here with us today. Um, and I, I think that we can get them to come back again, you know, if, if Rocco and his scary picture idea hasn't scared them, you know, too badly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that because kind of my idea. So. Yeah, that's, that's true, <laughs> but I like to blame that. Rocco. It's more fun. <laughs> so, all right, because actually, we've been talking with these guys about maybe doing a series of these talks together, right, to kind of highlight some of the new modules that are coming for uh, Autodesk Civil 3D, their system over the next few months. So everybody stay tuned and we'll get you more important site, civil and infrastructure info in the weeks to come. Other than that, Tim, Ramesh, thank you again for being here. We appreciate it. And everybody, we will catch you next time on the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody. Today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net. Or you can even call us, 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.